to nerd it all before. The podcast where we dive deep into the subjects that make us all geek out. A bunch of goddamn nerds. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual enthusiast, Nerd It All Before is your destination for deep dives and lighthearted discussions that celebrate all things nerdy. So grab your headphones, get comfortable, and join us every month as we embark on a journey through the realms of imagination, intellect, and sheer excitement. You don't want to be a nerd. I'm not raising a nerd, bro. If it's a nerd, I'm going to bash his head in. Nerds get nowhere in life. This is Nerd It All Before. Prepare to unleash your inner nerd and explore the passions that connect us all. Let's dive in. Shock it, nerds! <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Nerd It All Before. I am Rick, and we have Jason and Drew just chilling, staring at me right now. So, uh, you guys want to say hi? Oh, Jason just blew me a kiss. Hey there, baby. Man, it's getting weird already. <laughs> well, it's so, weird because it's not even like what we had planned originally to do this week. So No, we were month. supposed to do beer, right? Yeah, so it was supposed to be a beer podcast, but I got sent to Boston for a work meeting um, and couldn't get anything planned. At, like, it was a last minute. Literally, I got told on Friday that I should be on Boston on Tuesday. And I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt this joke with hey. the fact that I am from Boston and Irish, so I can say this. So we were gonna do a podcast about beer, and you couldn't because you went to a place that has a bunch of drunken Irish people. Correct. All right. Um, I will that say I sense. did not meet one person that actually lived in Boston while I was on my trip to Boston. The hell did you do in Boston then? Uh, I like, literally, literally there's Bostonians everywhere. Um, you can't so, throw a lobster without hitting one. I literally was there for a four-hour meeting. Wow. Um, I flew in. and Were went, your arms tired? Yes, oh, my arms were exhausted. Um, so I flew in and had a – the. I took an Uber. I guess technically I met two Uber drivers. Um, but I took an Uber to <laughs> – shut up. Um, I took an Uber to the pre- – uh, An to Uber? The, an Uber. An Uber to yeah. the pregnant building. Was it building. a nice guy? <laughs> but I took an Uber to the pregnant building. Um, the pregnant building? Yeah, apparently it is known as the pregnant building. It's 100 Federal Street. Uh, yeah, because the building looks like it's small and then gets wide and then small again. Um, it's really strange looking. Like, if you search pregnant building Boston, it will show up. No, it um, looks pregnant. I'm yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went there and had my meeting for four hours and then took an Uber to the hotel and hung out at the hotel until I flew back out on Wednesday morning. And that Did was my entire cheers or anything. No, Boston I didn't common. I, I was I went to the seaport district uh, because that's where my hotel was. I walked around that night and everything was closed and I went back to my yeah. hotel and fell asleep. I found that out in 2021 when I was in Boston, too. Everything fucking closes at 9 o'clock there. Yeah. It's crazy. We went up to to Boston like four four years ago, somewhere in there, and same thing. We just happened to luck out because we were down the street from Harpoon Brewery, so we went to the Oktoberfest there, but everything else was shut down early. Harpoon was even closed because I was was right down the road from Harpoon, too, like where we were at. Oh, man. Yeah, everything was shut down. Um, even they had a giant Christmas market that closed at like eight o'clock in the evening. I'm like, what is going on? Cheers is open late though. Um, but I think cheers was like outside of my, like I was trying to stay within a certain area because I knew I had to fly out early the next morning. So Bostonians, your ancestors are disappointed in you. Yes. So 
since we're not talking about beer, we're going to talk about another B. Boy Scouts. Yay. <laughs> because Boy Scouts don't drink beer. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the Scouts themselves don't. Uh, the adults possibly do it on occasion. God, this podcast is going to get so creepy, Rick. It probably is, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I guess like, we can start where Boy Scouts started, right? Do you guys know that? Like, I, I know neither of you guys were in Scouts growing up, right? I was in Cub Scouts. Okay, I was not. I was a Scout. I started as a Tiger Cub and made my way. I'm a, what they call a lifer because I made it all the way to Life Scout, but never got Eagle. So, I'm uh, I. I I never made Eagle, um, have lots of friends who did and lots of acquaintances who currently do. And I'm currently a leader, um, and have like multiple hats that I wear through scouting. So, um, yeah. So I can, I can safely say I'm, I know something about scouting only because my dad was an Eagle scout and my cousin was an Eagle scout. Um, which, uh, based off what you just said, I think they're better than you at this point. Yeah, they very well could be. <laughs> Um, I will 100% say that Life Scout or, or Lifers or some people call it Life for Life um, make better leaders because they are they push people because they know that they didn't get Eagle. So they push the kids to get Eagle <laughs> um, because huh, they okay. never did. Why didn't you make Eagle? Was it like politics or did you uh, like you couldn't start a fire or something? No, like it was a number. You weren't Billy Joel. You couldn't start the fire. It, it was a number of things. So my troop had a lot of turnover in the adult leadership. Um, by the way, the new cut or the new the new version of that song is actually not bad. The dopey Fallout Boy. Yeah, one, I like they're not even like they're not even in order with their historical like stuff. But the they're original like one's not the, the original one's not in order. Hey, it's closer in order than fucking saying Prince and Princess Diana died in yeah. the same lyric. Um. But so we had a lot of turnover in our adult leadership. They uh, we had like four scoutmasters in three years and I was the senior patrol leader. So I they kept me as the senior patrol leader over those four years or those four years. So I was basically in charge of running the program um, because when you're in Boy Scouts, it's the kids run the program and the adults are there to supervise and make sure that everything's running properly and that no one's getting hurt. And um, there's. No hazing going on. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the uh, so I was leading the troop. I was helping a lot of people under me get Eagle Scout. Um, and uh, I was really concentrating on other parts of my life, school and work and all those other things. And they ended up adding three more merit badges. Um, and one of them was a 90 day merit badge. And I try I did it. One time I did it and the person who was teaching it wasn't qualified to teach it. The second time I did it, they lost my they have what's called a blue card, which is what you get for um, doing a uh, merit badge with a merit badge counselor. Um, but I did mine at a summer camp and they couldn't find my blue card and had no recollection of me going and taking this thing that I did. Um, and so uh, and then um, by that time, it was Pat. I was it takes 90 days to get through it. And I was 90 days for my. 18th birthday so i couldn't get that one done so i came up two merit badges short that sucks man yes and i didn't get my i didn't do my project because i didn't have those merit badges so i was like ah whatever so wait a minute you you basically got screwed out of this because it wasn't organized properly by the drunk adults kind of okay so you're like the patrick ewing of boy scouts you got all the way to the nba finals and just couldn't win the championship 
<laughs> yes, that is exactly yes. You can you can call it that. Analogy, Drew. Um, <laughs> but I will say it has made me a better leader. Like, uh, I I learned a lot from doing scouts, and I will always I. I what's funny is when I so when I got back into scouts, Graham, my son, came to me and was like, had a flyer and was like, Dad, I want to do boy, I want to do Cub Scouts, and I was like, eh. And uh, he um, and the reason I was kind of like eh was because of all the things that were going on at the time because they had the lawsuits, the sexual assault lawsuit that was going on. They had um, at the time um, the Mormon church was still part of the scouting organization and they had the big push for um, no gay leadership, which I'm completely anti like don't discriminate against anyone kind of. Thank you for finishing that. Yes. (laughs) No, I, I I don't want anyone discriminated against. Like, I want you to be able to be you and do your thing and, and live your life. Um, so I was, um, I was big on that. But then I did some reading and everything, and the LDC had left literally the year before. Um, and so I was, they, or LDS, not LDC. Uh, the LDS had left, and they were allowed. You know, they they were open to pretty much anybody um and it's gotten even more open since then um and that was when they started launching the girl troops um which i was all for also that was a big deal um i'm sorry girl troops yeah do we not have girl scouts we do have girl scouts but it's not the same program it's a different program altogether um ironically founded by the wife of the person who founded Boy Scouts. Um, But every almost every other country, with the exception of three, um, had already had girl like it was already a co-ed scouting Mm -hmm. system. Um, And we were one of the last um, to do it. And the other one, I believe, is Iran and Iraq are the other two that don't have uh, female scouts. It's good. Um, Or maybe maybe it's Saudi. And yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a, a thing. Um, oh, wait, wait! You're telling me they have Boy Scouts in Saudi Arabia? Oh yeah. I have Keep met. <laughs> I have met scouts from. I so funny enough. We actually had a scout troop from Iraq visit us, uh, or maybe it was Iran uh, recently, like last year. Um, wow. We do a program with a, a troops from Egypt. Um, yeah, there's scouts in. Now I'm gonna have to. Look it up. It's 160-something different nations. Are they all based off the same Boy Scout, like the, the same... The, Creed. The same. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so Within um, reason, I mean... <laughs> within reason, yes. So basically, um, Lord, uh, Lord Baden-Powell um, was the founder of scouting. Um, and he started scouting in 19... 19- 1908, 1909, somewhere in there. Um, but he was a um, he was in the British military. He was in Africa during World War One, I, I think. Or no, that was 1907 would have been too early. Um, but either way, he was serving. There was a war that went on, and he basically protected this um, hold like this fort in somewhere in Africa. Um, I'm, I'm doing this all off the top of my head, um, but came to the realization when he came back after the military, you know, after his service in the military that um, they 
the younger generation wasn't being taught a lot of the outdoor skills that he was taught as a child, um, tracking skills and camping and um, things like that. So he decided to literally like he wrote a basically he wrote a book on outdoor skills um, and then people built started building these program off of it. And he decided he was going to host a camporee um, and all these scouts showed up and there were hundreds of scouts there. And so he finally was like, hey, we need to make this into an organization, decided to launch this organization. Um, the current head of said organization, well, the current figurehead, I guess he's not the head head, is Bear Grylls, actually. Um, he's the, uh, he's an Eagle Scout, in case you're wondering. Um, but yeah, he, or not an Eagle Scout, but a, uh, whatever it is, the, I can't remember what the highest rank is of scouting in your, or in Britain. But, um, yeah, he, so he's the head of the World Scout Organization. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I really want to fall down a rabbit hole right now because I'm looking at a picture of the 1960s Iranian Boy Scouts. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's... So there are 100, I, I just looked it up, there are 174 uh, member organizations within the World Scouts organization. <laughs> Guy's got a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was what back in the day. What year was that? 1960s. Yeah, it makes sense. So <laughs> funny. So I, I'm there's a thing called Wood Badge, which um, is a leadership training course that I'm I have now staffed twice. Um, and so we had a staff development weekend this like two weekends ago. And I um, everybody sat around on the Friday night before we did it and watched um, Follow Me Boys, which I don't know if either of you have ever seen, but it's a Disney movie from the 19. 1960, 1961, 62, something like that. Um, and Kurt Douglas is actually mm -hmm. one of the the boys in Follow Me Boys. Um, Michael or Kirk? Mike, Michael, sorry. Mike. Okay. Wait. I was going to say, Kirk Douglas was, was born in say. like 1904. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't it like post He was a 62-year-old boy at that point. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> sorry, um, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, my bad. <laughs> I am a Boy Scout, even though I'm 75 years old. Sorry, I, I'm. It's Kurt Russell, not Douglas. I no. was, yeah. I, you I were had the way off base. I was way off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I we sat around and watched this movie, and we're all like, yeah, we couldn't do that these days. You know, we can't do that now. We can't do that now. And like for almost the entire thing, he was the single leader for the entire troop. Like there was never any other adult. It was just him and all the boys. <laughs> Um, which is Sounds against like Lord of the Flies. Um, it's completely against the rules to do that now. So um, I'm not even I'm not even allowed to be I'm not I'm not even allowed to camp in the same tent as my son. So you can't even pitch a tent with your son. I mean, I can pitch the tent. I just can't sleep in it with him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it coming. I didn't. I, I was I, I was avoiding it. I may have killed Drew. You may have. He he went just, face first for a second. Just just hit stop on the record. We'll come up with some other subject to talk about. This is, this is just going to go down a no, dark, no, dark rabbit fine. hole very quickly. <laughs> um, so starting like Boy Scouts kind of started off down a dark hole, like from the beginning. Um, and because so Scout Cub Scouts and Scouts in general. <laughs> Drew, Drew is just losing it. Um, so 
the whole like rank system originally was based off of Roger Kipling's uh, Jungle Book. So like the Cub Scout program is still based off Jungle Book. I don't know. Have you ever read Jungle Book? Like the actual one? Not watched the movie, but like yes. read Jungle Book. It is racist and homophobic. Oh, there are all oh, of kinds course. of. Of course. It was it's written classist. by. Yeah. It was written by a uh, an Englishman in living in India. Yes. At like the perfect time to be racist. <laughs> who who also happened to be really good friends with Baden Powell, uh, with um, Robert Baden Powell, the founder of Scouts. So what what are the what are the levels? Because look, I know almost nothing. Being that close to it, I've heard a lot about it, and I'm very proud of my family for being Eagle Scouts. I don't know what the hell that means. Like, how long does it take? One. What are the steps? Like, okay, guide, bring me home. So as a at, Basically, as an elementary school student, you start off as a Cub Scout, um, and none of the Cub Scout requirements are part of Scouts BSA. Which so it's no longer so Boy Scouts is the overarching, um, <laughs> the overarching organization now. Um, and uh, so this Scout podcast within the podcast. Yes, is, is... I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to ignore what's going on on my screen right now. Um, but so Scouts B or uh, so Scouts BSA is the like middle and high school kids. Um, Cub Scouts is the elementary school kids, and then there are venturing programs and explorer programs that go on beyond that. Um, so you have the Cub Scouts, which starts as a lion cub as a kindergartner, goes to tiger, wolf, bear, weeblows, and then arrow of light. I'm um, sorry, weeblows. So you <laughs> you switch from a dog to a cat. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, and you end up as a bear before becoming a Weeblo, which stands for Weeby Loyal Scouts. Um, it's actually it's a little bit. So Weeblos is a weird one because it wasn't always, the order wasn't always the same. So it used to be, uh, wolves, wolves, lions, bears. And that, so that's what the Weeblos works out to. Um, but so, and then you have Arrow of Light, which is your final level. And that's the only patch that you can get, or the only rank patch you get that you can actually wear from Cub Scouts into Scouts BSA. Okay, so you're in Cub Scouts. <clears throat> and then you can only wear the Arrow of Light if you if you get there. Well, so you get, yeah, you get Arrow of Light. But yeah, if you if you earn your Arrow of Light, once you try, once you cross over to a troop, and become parts of the, part of the Scouts BSA, then you can wear that badge on your uh, Scout uniform. Okay, so let's stick with the Cub Scouts. Yes. How do I earn any of these badges? So there are a set of um, advan uh, achievements, basically, that you have to reach, and you get belt loops for them. Um, and so there's one that's like... Um, duty to God and there's one that's citizenship and or a citizenship one. There's one that's uh, um, normally there's an outdoors one. And so you have to earn six required advancements and then two um, elective ones that you can do for every rank. Which, which one's the one where you have to like drag an old lady across the street in traffic or something. That's not that. <laughs> I see boy scouts do that all like not in, in life, but always in movies. They're like some old, lady will be like can't get across the street and like do a good turn daily the scout will come up and like drag them across and 
not that's, steal their that's groceries just, and then they get a badge. That's just part of doing a good turn daily. That's not a requirement. It's just a scout. Part of, scout it's a scout code. thing. Yeah. The um right. like so for example like um one of the things you learn when you're in Cub Scouts and you learn as your lowest rank is Scouts BSA also is the Scout Oath and the Scout Law. So, like, the scout oath is, on my honor, I will do my best to do my duty to God and my country, to obey the scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. That's it. So that's the scout oath. And the scout law is, a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. That's the scout law. So there's no, there's no out, like, asshole scouts. They're all nice. I mean, there are asshole scouts. There's asshole scouts everywhere. I mean, there's asshole people everywhere. It doesn't matter where you're at. I mean. They um, accept it, everybody, Drew. It's. It's really interesting. Like when I go to certain campouts, like I have to, like I've gotten up and walked away from conversa conversations that were happening um, because I strongly disagree uh, with some of the views of some of the scouts. Um, because like people get into political conversations, and I am definitely in a different direction than a lot of the, especially the older scout leaders. Um, so yeah, it's it's a different. <clears throat> It's you changing. are tap dancing so much. I am great. tap dancing. <laughs> I mean, so there was a whole Trump conversation one day and they were talking about like and how Biden was screwing up the country. And I'm just like, yeah, you're not paying attention. Uh, but yeah, it was a whole. Um, and I, when it comes down to, you know, gun control, I mean, even there's older scout adult like scout leaders that hate the fact that girls are like they have girl troops now. Um. And for me, it was nothing because we had like the the we had two sisters that were at every single camp out we went to, did every single thing that we ever did. Uh, you know, they should have been earning the badges along with us, but they couldn't because they didn't have a penis. You know? Yeah, <laughs> was... I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? Right. Exactly. If you want to put in all the work, knock yourself out. One hundred and ten percent. And to tell you the truth, they are the the girls so far have been better leaders than most of the boys at the same age. You know, it's. Um, and they've like they're more focused. Um, it's been interesting to to see the evolution there. Um, so yeah. Um, but so once you move into Scouts BSA, um, so you do what they do. They if you did Cub Scouts, you do a crossover ceremony, which is literally you walk over a bridge. Um, a lot of times they'll light a flaming arrow and shoot it into a lay uh, into a river or a creek, and then you walk across the bridge and you join a troop. Um, and you can join any troop you want. Um, there used to be set up where, I mean, still some places have feeder programs, but that's not really a thing. Um, so you pick the troop that fits you the best. So you, you is goof troop one of them? <laughs> there are some goofy troops. That's for sure. Okay. All right. So you basically play a game of red Rover and pick your favorite scout troop. Kind of. You visit okay. a bunch of them and then figure out which one you want to join as a, as a youth. So this is preparing you for the the Greek system when you get to college. Kind of a little bit, but you're not there. You're not. It's not like a pledge system. You're just visiting. Like you don't. For most of the ones that we went, that my son and I went and visited, we just showed up. We didn't tell them we were coming. We were just like because we just wanted to see what their meetings look like when you don't tell people that you're showing up. Because um, everybody, every troop is different. Every troop does different things. Um, the the one my son joined is a high adventure troop. So they travel to one of the three high adventure camps every year. Um, once you're 14, you're allowed to do the high, the BSA high adventure camps, which are 
Philmont, North Tier, and Seabase. Um, and so Philmont is the largest privately owned piece of land in the United States. Um, out in New Mexico, um, you go and you do hikes out there. Um, you do 50 milers. Uh, you, so they basically break it up. I think it's five, seven, or 11 day um, treks you can do. Um, and you go out there and you hike through. Um, you have to, everything you carry in, you carry out. You have to bring everything with you as you go. Um, and Drew, you'll remember that from the documentary Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade at the very beginning of the movie. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then Seabase uh, is down. Is that what in River Phoenix was doing? Was he a scout? Yes. He okay. was. Um, it's pre Viper Room. River Phoenix. So then there's uh, Seabase, which is down in the Keys uh, in Isla Mirada. And you basically spend a week out on a boat. Um, you, so there, there are different things you can do. Some of them uh, that you go out and you learn how to sail and, and run a boat. Other ones where you uh, do diving and um, deep sea things. Um, and then Northern Tiers up in Minnesota. And it's like on the minnesota canada canadian border and you actually go into canada for part of it but it's a lot of hiking and canoeing so you're canoeing a bit and then hiking your boat to the next river and then canoeing a bit and and going through um and you're doing it in the freezing cold weather because reasons um it sounds like fun yeah it's a blast okay um but you're also learning a lot of things too along the way like so the re- the scouts ranks are um, you start off as scout, um, which is when you can demonstrate that you know the scout law, the scout oath, the uh, outdoor code, um, and you can explain it in your own words. You can't you can't just rattle it off like I rattled it off. You have to explain it in your own words what they mean. Um, and there's a couple other little things, and then you have tenderfoot, um, and then you have second class and first class. So and once you're at first class is when you kind of transition so for all, up through that you're te- you're teaching the you're learning all the basic skills um and you're doing um physical fitness tests um hiking le- basics of hiking basics of camping things like that and then you go into star life and eagle which you're basically you're taking leadership positions within the troop and you're earning the merit badges that are required to get eagle um and eagle not on top of everything that you've done in the other ones, you also have to do an Eagle Scout project, which can't benefit your troop. It has to benefit your community um, or some part of your community. Um, some Is that of, where you can drag an old lady across the street? Uh, no, but you could set up a program that helps people drag old ladies across the street. I, I do that anyway. <laughs> like I have a whole program of people just dragging old ladies across streets. So it would be more like I've been um, doing it for free for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> so like a good Eagle Scout project. Um, I'm trying to think of some of uh, like helping the homeless. See, it's if you do something that will per- it's more of leaving a permanent mark. So you're doing something like um, if you wanted to do something for the homeless, um, there was one, an Eagle Scout project recently where somebody uh, was donated an old like UPS truck and they converted it into a food truck that goes around and serves meals to at homeless camps or whatever. Um, so that they can take an entire kitchen out with them um, to, as a, as, he did it in uh, with a homeless shelter 
And so they can go out and feed the homeless. But they the actual Eagle Scout project was the truck itself um, and building it out and getting all the stuff donated and and getting all the work done to it. And do do they keep records of these? Because it sounds like Eagle Scouts a real pain in the neck to get to. It is like, do they keep records of this? Yes, or they do. Just because I would be fascinated to know what my dad did because uh, my dad did have a big heart, but um, I I am very curious to see what high school version of my father did to help the community. <laughs> I mean, I might he was or if, he he was in, in Central Florida, was he? Or he was? Yeah, no, oh. he was in Tampa. He was in Tampa. I might be able to find out for you. Yeah, I would, I, I would be fascinated to know. Um, um, yeah, because they, they do keep all. I, I'm assuming that they still have them from back in the day, um, but I could find out. It would have been the probably late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, I can find out. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll ask. Um, I have some friends in the area. Um, but yeah, awesome. so the Eagle Scout projects are. They can be big or small. Um, the big the big I'm not going to say cop out because it's not a cop out, but it's a cop out um, lately has been um, building uh, Google ball pits for um, like churches. The hell's a Google ball pit. It's like this octagon thing and you have a ball and you like somebody throws it and you have to avoid, you, you're only allowed to slap it. It's a game um, that's a lot of kids play. Um, it's really strange, but it's, it reminds me of like the old bull pits that like you used to do like for football and stuff like that, <laughs> the, where you'd have to uh, like, uh, you know, to knock people in, but the game's yep. not that. Um, but like, so if somebody hits the ball and it hits you, but like you're allowed to hit it with your hand, but if it touches any other part of your body, you're eliminated. Um, but they build them so for like, like churches, ball, but kind of, but in a small contained area and you're not, you're okay. not throwing the ball. You're hitting the ball with, you're smacking the ball with your hand. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's been helping the community. Well, so they're, they're building them at churches and stuff like that to give the, give the kids things to do or like YMCA's it's, it's a stretch in my opinion. Um, but it's something that Boo. because somebody approved, so because somebody approved it once, it's now like one of those things that is there. Um, one of our when I was a scout, one of the kids built a gazebo um, at the church that we met at um, that uh, allows them to do outdoor services. And it was a, it was for the community because it was for the church. It was not for. Yeah. Hey, you know what? As somebody who builds homes that I accept. Right. Building a gazebo is a real pain in the butt. Um, so. And another one was somebody built. Um, we had a actually where the scouts lived, the scout trailer. Um, it was also used. It was at the church. It was a double wide trailer um and they uh, but it wasn't handicap accessible so they built the handicap rent that goes up and down the thing and obviously had to pull all the permits and the thing is the, the eagle scout's not the one necessarily doing the project all together they're the ones that are planning it raising the money for it and doing all the background work um they have they bring yeah they bring all the scouts together and if they have people in trades that they need to bring in because like you have to be of a certain age to use certain tools in scouts or, you know, um, or you have to be under certain supervision. Um, even though there's a welding merit badge, you're not allowed to weld outside of doing the welding merit badge, which I thought is strange. Um, it's not a tool that is approved for people of certain ages within scouts. Um, okay. What's under hammer 18? age? What age can you use a hammer? 
you can use it as a bear. So fourth grade, third grade? That's Only if you're a bear? Fourth fourth or fifth grade, yes. So like Fozzie could use it, but none of the other Correct. people could use it. All right. Um, so yeah. Fozzie bear. Waka. He's a bear. Waka. Waka, waka, waka. Um, so yeah. Um, then just trying to lighten the mood here. Yeah. So then once you, <laughs> once you leave or once you get Eagle Scout, you can continue on with your troop. But, um, a lot of kids kind of get bored because they've accomplished what they wanted to accomplish and got their Eagle Scout and whatever. So a lot of them will join what's called a, uh, a venture crew. Um, which can actually, so adventure crews are from 14 to 21, uh, in ages where scouts BSA ends at 18. You become an official adult once you turn 18 in scouts BSA, um, adventure crews are more like the best, like almost like a service fraternity where you do things around the community or you do trips, um, as a group. Um, one of our venture crews goes to Scotland every other year. Um, one of them this summer is going to Puerto Rico for a week. Um, and they do scout related things, but it's more adventure related. Um, and they also have, uh, what are called explorer posts, which are job related. You're exploring your job. So like UCFPD has an explorer post, uh, where you can join and you actually go on patrol with them and you learn how to be a cop. My dad used to run the explorer post for the, uh, beach rangers in Daytona beach. Hmm. Um, and that's how I ended up in the background of days of thunder was because my dad was running the thing <laughs> and I, they did a, the race down the, the beach and we were on the boardwalk watching the cars drive on, drive down the beach. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, um, so yeah, you basically, you learn how to do a job there. Are a lot of fire departments have explorer posts. Um, there's a, um, oh, there's also the third one, sea scouts, um, which are kind of a naval based, uh, version of scouting, uh, of venture scouting, where you you have a ship, literally uh, and figuratively. There's a ship. Um, the the troop is called a ship, and you go out and you um, learn how to work on a boat, live on a boat, and do boating things, nautical hmm. stuff. So you hit 21, and the scouts are like, "You're done until you have another one to bring." No, you can you can continue on as a leader as long as you want. You don't have okay. to. So you uh, once you turn 18, you can register as a leader. Once you turn 21, you're no longer. A, so when you're 20, 18 to 21, you're considered a youth leader. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, because you still fit in that. Not an adult, but not a youth thing. Um, and then you're not a boy and you're not a man. Right. Exactly. Um, so once you turn 21, uh, you become a full fledged leader. Um, but there's assistant scout masters that are 18 years old. Um but normally a lot of people leave and then come back like I did. I, I took a 20 something year break in between. Um, and something I'd mentioned earlier that I was involved in with a youth that I got back involved in almost immediately that a lot of people, my, that come in as Cub Scouts don't is I got really back involved, uh, in a program called the order of the arrow, um, which is a scout honor society. Um, so basically, you're, you have to fulfill, you have to do a certain camping fulfillment, you have to be of a certain rank, um, but then your troop also has to vote you in as meeting the standards of what the scout, or what the OA is looking for. Um, and then once your troop votes you in, you have to go through what's called an ordeal, um, which is a 
basically a weekend of ordeals, like of, of different things that you have to do uh, that are service oriented, camping oriented, things like that. And then once you're done with that, you then become a member of the Order of the Arrow. Then there's three levels in the Order of the Arrow. Uh, there's Ordeal, Brotherhood, and Vigil. Um, so, yeah, that's that was my... That's my short take on scouts and and what it is. Um, I was really active in the Order of the Arrow. Um, that's a whole system that was, th- or a whole program that's really changing now. Um, it's one that has always been a co-ed program because uh, Venture Crew has always been co-ed, uh, but Scouts hasn't been. So basically, all the girls that would come in were fourteen and over, um, and now they can be younger if they meet the the requirements and everything. So anyway. with the honor society, what you're in the, the scouts honor society, the order of the arrow after you've already entered into it, like what are you, what are you doing? That's different. So you are, you take, you, you're basically taking a pledge of brotherhood, um, that you are going to, um, promote service and camping and basically going above and beyond, um, what it is like, so for example, I have, uh, four, four weekends a year, I go out to our camp and do service out at camp. Um, and it's the, everybody gets out there and does it. Um, you know, we have a couple hundred people out there or a hundred, well, last couple have been 80 to a hundred, um, people out there. And so like one weekend is called service weekend. We go out there and we do, we do all the prep work for them before uh, summer camp happens. So we're going out there, cutting down the brush, setting up tents, making sure everything's clean, painted, blah, 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 um, out at the summer camp. Um, we've done separate things like as a, as a chapter where we've gone out and, um, fed the homeless or cleaned up a park or, you know, things like that. Just doing, going above and beyond what is expected. That's cool. So it is, it's a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy OA, um, you have a lot of people that they call sash and dashers because they just wanted to be because once you're a brother, you're always a brother. Um, so basically what they do. Well, so when you're in the order of the arrow, you get an arrow, a sash that has an arrow. It's a white sash that has an arrow on it and they get it. And then you never see them again. Like they wear the patch that they were, they were inducted into it, but they've, you know, they don't do anything with the order of the arrow. So, um, and other things that I did with Order of the Arrow um, that's really – things that are kind of changing right now is I was on the ceremonies team. Um, and our lodge is one of the – I don't know if we're an exception, but there's a big movement right now to rid Native American um, culture – not culture, but Native American – Mm. ceremonies and things like that and dress from our from all the ceremonies that are done and things like that um and the order of the arrow was based on um it, it started in new york new jersey um and was based on the god now i'm completely blanking on the um tribe but one of the tribes up there uh, on, on like the stories of the tribe and you know and how um Somebody from a, a you know a, a, another tribe they like they found each other in the woods and they instead of go instead of starting a war um, because somebody was stealing food from them they invited them in to help them and you know so it was okay. it's actual Native American stories um, and our group um, 
like our our chapter our our lodge has always been strongly rooted within the Native American culture. Like we had um, one of our scouts, um, or yeah, one of our scouts um, was the Navajo um, ring dancing champion uh, a couple years ago. Um, which, by the way, if you've never seen ring dancing, is ridiculous. Or hoop dancing, hoop dancing. Either way, it I is. Think it's hoop dancing. Yeah, it's yeah. hoop dancing. But either way, he was the the he was the Navajo for like I think it was 2000 or 2020, 2019. Um, he was the Navajo hoop dancing champion. That's cool. Um, and uh, actually, I, Jason, you probably you remember or you know Sawgrass, Jimmy yes. Sawgrass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a member of our lodge. Um, and does all the Native American stuff with us. And we have a program called Tippesaw Native American Weekend. Um, and so, and literally every piece of garb that we, or regalia, they don't want to call it, but everything that we wear for ceremonies was sewn and created by uh, somebody within the Creek or Seminole tribe. So, mm-hmm. and, and we, so we have, a, like, we've got a really good relationship there, but I guess some others are still doing the, cowboys and indians stuff so they're trying to yeah. eliminate it across the board um which kind of sucks because i enjoy learning about all that stuff and, and all the background and so that's something that's being eliminated scouting wide not just within the oa like they're they're eliminating a lot of the native american um pieces and parts it's the difference between appropriating something and honoring it correct yeah, well and it's the difference sense. between the indian you know the cleveland indians and the the Seminoles or the Chippewas or, you know, like oh, the, the, the Redskins. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and for me, it was something like, it was something I always took pride in versus something that, and our regalia changed from when I was a scout because it was back then it was kind of set in the way, like it, it was the national organization kind of said, this is what you should be wearing to do these things. And so like I had, a feather headdress, which for the state of Florida and the creeks and the Seminoles, mm. that is not something that was really done. You know, you might wear, you may, you may have a braided feather into your, your like actual hair, but you're not going to have like a full headdress by any means. So that was a, a big thing that was um, changed. And now they're even like, they're getting rid of all of that together and going to more just wearing black and just tel- telling the stories versus wearing anything that could be considered appropriated. Well, that makes sense. It does. Um, it's just it, it. As a ceremonialist, you're supposed to be that part like you're supposed to be playing the part of or whatever. So um, because you there's four Native American parts that you're playing like that each person one of four is what you're you're that person. You're supposed to be that person mm-hmm. in the in the story. Um but they're changing all that too, so you know who knows. They might change all how the everything's done. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I just answer the emails and whatever. Um. So yeah, I don't think we actually started how Boy Scouts started, other than Baden Powell launching and doing that camp out. Uh, it sounded like he was wanting to camp out, and yeah, he, was, he wanted to teach the skills. And then, so what happened? Here, this is your crossing the street moment, Drew. Um, so, a gentleman uh, in the U.S. I'm completely blanking on his name. Um, Todd. I'm, no. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, 
because I am completely blanking. Uh, Charles Eastman. Um, so he was visiting. Uh, he was over in England. Um, visiting and got lost in the fog one night in London and couldn't find his way back uh, to the hotel he was staying at. And this scout came up to him and asked him if he needed any help. And so he helped him find the hotel that he was looking for in this was in 1920 <coughs> or 19, whatever, um, and helped him find his hotel. And he went to go offer him money. And he's like, no, you know, this is what we do. You know, it's my it's my pleasure and left and didn't take any money, didn't take anything from him. Um, and so it made such an impression that, you know, somebody was able to do this for him that he went and found Baden Powell and got and started the whole thing over in the U.S., um, based on the, um, it's, they call it the unknown scout is the story. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of how it got started in the U S and, uh, he brought it over here. There were a couple of different scout groups at the time that, that kind of started up. Um, there was the, I want to say it was the Indian scouts were another group, um, or woodcraft Indians. Sorry. So Baden Powell started it in England, right? And then Eastman and, runs into somebody who's a scout and brings it to America. Right. Yes. Got it. Um, and then from there, it just kind of grew and grew. And um, and it's, like I said, it is all over the world. Uh, 100 and whatever different countries. 147, 174. So. Um, even Iran. Even Iran. And Iran. Um, but Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's a lot of hoopla going on about the scouts. The one thing that I, or, so there was the sexual assault cases and everything. Um, like I brought up earlier, I'm not allowed to camp with my own son. Like I can't even tent with him. Um, I'm, um, and basically the rule is it, we have to, everybody who's a scout leader has to be, has to go through a program called YPT youth protection training. Um, which basically tells us, you know, what to look for, um, at, you know, with scouts that are having, or that might be being abused, things like that. But it also, um, we're not allowed to be one-on-one -on -one with a scout. Um, we have to have another leader, um, basically within earshot of us at any given time. So like, I can't walk a group of scouts to the bathroom. Um, now two scouts can walk themselves to the bathroom as a pair, like, but me, as an adult, I'm not allowed to go with them unless there's an, another trained adult leader with me at any given time. Um, like I said, well, I'm not. Cool. It's a good way to protect the kids. And right. And as a parent, you feel more comfortable, I guess, with with that type of training. Right. And around. not only that, like so the YPT train or the YPT is open to any adult. So you don't have to be a registered leader to take YPT. Anybody can take it to know this is what should be happening. So, you know, if something's going wrong in somebody's pack or somebody's troop, they can know mm -hmm. and go, hey, you're doing this wrong. Um, no. Or, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or this is bad for this or whatever. So um, like you're you're very engaged with your with your son and, and his activities. Yes. But if it was just a random parent who maybe wasn't as interested in scouting but wanted to make sure their kids were OK, they could take that course. Absolutely. 100 percent. Oh, cool. All right. um, and then 
the other thing too is like I can't even have communication without having another adult attached. So like if I have an email, if I try and email a scout, I have to email it with another leader attached to it. Uh, and normally I attach their parents mm. also. Um, I can't do text messages with them. I have to do, you know, it has to be a group text message that includes another leader. Um, we have a, we have a program called troop web host that basically we do all of our email communication and text communication through that because it automatically attaches other leaders no matter what. Gotcha. Um, so it, you, you've got that going on. I, I'm curious how much all of this costs. <laughs> like, it sounds like a very expensive hobby. Um, it is to a certain extent. So um, for me as an adult, it's $100 a year um, to for my registration because um, volunteering isn't free. Uh, <laughs> um, Campouts normally between $30 and $40 for most of them. Um, we want to go on. Uh, Graham's year is $180 for the year, um, which if you compare it to like Pop Warner or Babe Ruth Baseball, you're looking at most of those are $300 to $500 for a three or four month period where right. this is 12 months for 180 So when you break it down that way, it's not that bad. Um, now, if you do like going to Philmont, for example, is a $1,800 trip. Um, because you have to get out there. You, um, it's not cheap to go to the camp. Um, and then like the regular summer camps are six, $700 to go to, um, but it's a week. They have to pay staff. They have to do everything else. Um, so like the summer camps, like I said, are a week long camp. Um, so you're there for six days and um, you're doing merit badges. You're doing shooting sports. You're doing canoeing, swimming, that whole deal. So they have to have trained staff on board. Um, to be able to do all that. Um, so it, it can get expensive, but at the same time, compared to a lot of other hobbies and, and other things that kids at this age are doing, it's not bad by any means. And there's always, um, so one of the scout, not the scout motto, but one of the scout sayings is earn your way. Um, so that's why you see the scouts out there selling popcorn, uh, you know, during Mm. certain times of the year or selling camp cards. Um, cause like for popcorn, yeah, it's $30 for a, you know, a bag of popcorn or, you know, whatever. Um, but 20 of that goes back to the troop. So like, oh, okay. they're earning like with Girl Scouts, when you buy a box of cho- or a box of cookies, they're getting like 25, 20 to 25 cents per box of cookies that you're buying where the scouts, yes, it's the, for Scouts BSA, it's more expensive, but they're getting a higher percentage back. They're basically getting two thirds of what you're paying back to the so it's almost like you're giving a $20 donation correct and some people just decide to do that they're like hey I don't care about the popcorn here's a donation for your troop or for your pack um, and honestly I mean the only thing that sucks is trying to get rid of the popcorn at the end because you you're paying for that pop like the troops are, pay, are paying for the popcorn uh, so oh. if you don't sell it you lose money and the first two years we sold popcorn like one year we lost $50 um, and I came out of our pockets because oh no because <laughs> um, we were a brand new tr- brand new pack at that point um, yeah. that was a fun one too um, but yeah it's um, you you can uh, you can without a problem pay for scouts doing fundraising if you if that came down to it there gotcha. are people can, there are people still, who are it's in, affordable yeah there are people who are in $10,000 in popcorn sales in a year like what yeah it's ridiculous. Like the top seller last year was like almost twenty thousand dollars. That's nuts. So 
Yeah, it is absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, Graham sold three hundred dollars in camp cards last year. So, I mean, they, they, did some of these kids want to uh, give us a you know want a job? The, the, so, funny enough, there are people who've been offered sales jobs by selling popcorn out in front of stores because they were so good at it. That's awesome. Good for um, them. But the, the other thing too is it teaches you how to do that kind of skill. Like that's something that if you don't work in retail or have never worked in retail that's a skill that you don't just randomly pick up how to sell something is not a, you know, not something that a lot of people know how to do until they have to do it. So of course, and being able to yeah. start doing it, you know, at eight or nine years old versus 17 years old, you're, you get that, com- you get more comfortable with it. That's awesome. No, so. that's great. Um, the one thing I, I will go with the one thing I disagree. Well, so the policy that I most disagree with in scouts right now um, is technically speaking, atheists are not allowed. So you have huh. a, huh? I said, huh? Yeah. So you have a duty to God that is worded. So originally, obviously it was meant for Christians, Catholics, or Episcopals because they were in England. Um, And so it was very rooted in the belief in a singular God or whatever. Um, So they've, the way that it's worded now is that you have to believe in a higher power, Um, which I have circumvented for years by just saying that knowledge is my higher power. Um, Because, it is like, I, you know, I, I, I'm seeking knowledge and, and I'm not necessarily a religious person. Um, I, you know, I grew up that way, but I'm, I'm not anymore. And but um, witness folks as our very good friend gets kicked out of the scouts nope. live on air. I, I've had this, <laughs> I have had this discussion with many, many people. Um, so um, and our our council is far more liberal than a lot of the other councils when it comes to things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of councils out there. Like when you go to Eagle Badge, they'll, they will like they will ask you, you know, um, what does duty to God mean to you or whatever? And so, and if that, if you don't explain it properly, you know, the way that they expect it, they won't approve your Eagle Scout. Um, but that's... Six one half a dozen the other. I just I don't feel that that's necessary. And they have a so you there are religious programs. Every religion has a it's a knot that you earn um, based on the religion, and you have this program you have to go through and everything. Um, and um, the why am I complete the Universalist um, Universal Universal Universalist Church? I'm completely blanking on it right now. Hold on one second. Universal Life Church, is that it? Universal Unitarian Church. Ah. That's what it is. Um, which is a church of... Believe in whatever the hell you want to believe in. We're going to teach it... All, like, we'll teach you a little bit of everything. You know, we have people come in and talk about this religion, that religion, whatever. You know, if you want to be uh, atheist, if you want to be agnostic... You know, it's more of a community than a church per se. 
Um, but they any literally anybody can be part of it, no matter what your beliefs are. Um, and they actually have a not now uh, as of a couple years ago. Um, so that is my escape. <laughs> um, You're a universal Unitarian. It, that's the closest thing that meets my needs. Okay. <laughs> um, right. They if they accept Taoism, I mean, Taoism has no, there is no higher power in Taoism. But that's so crazy. It is. That's the one thing that, and a lot. I believe even the church, like even in England, like they've dropped the the duty to God thing. Um, but the reason that we say um, God in the Pledge of Allegiance is because of a scout in the 1950s. Seriously? Yeah. Tell me that story. Um, I, I scout it was in the a, 1950s said God. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> it is. It was a. It was a thing that was brought up to Eisenhower um, I'm, let's see if I can find that um It was a leather. It was a. It was so a scout brought it up, and um, the um, daughters of the revolution like bought into it and started a leather leather writing campaign, and then it got brought up to Eisenhower, and so Flag Day during one year he decided that he was going to change the pledge to add a uh, pledge allegiance to God in our yeah. So, huh? Yeah, it was a whole whole thing they were very proud of it at the time i'm sure i mean there's still some that are very proud of it and that was when america was fixed (laughs) (laughs) so um but yeah so that is kind of my history and their history and the history of scouting in a nutshell i guess i mean there's not really i mean do you guys have any questions other than the ones you already asked i'm a plethora of random knowledge about scouting. At least for me, you you answered all my questions. I was, I, I was always curious about how one proceeded through the levels and what the levels were, because uh, that that seems like a lot of work. And I knew Eagle Scout was uh, something to be very very proud of, um, but I had no idea why, other than the fact that you put in all these years of work and. So and something the, cool. The biggest thing, I mean, it all is the years of work and and everything else. Um, I mean, you can technically you can do it in four years. You can get get or three years, I think, um, because of like there's certain time requirements in each rank, or in, in certain ranks that you have to be there for like six, three, you have to be this for three months or this one for six months, so on and so forth. Um, but um, the other thing too that's cool is if you're planning on joining the military, um, you automatically get one or two rank bumps as soon as like, I think you start as instead of starting as an E one, you start off as an E three. Uh, if you join the military, um, it's basically almost, almost the same bump as if you were to do ROTC, uh, or it is the same bump as you, if you were to do ROTC. Um, that sounds like way more fun in the boy Scouts than in ROTC. Yeah. Um, and then there's other, like, I know one of my guy or a friend of mine, 
uh, who is a firefighter and has been a firefighter for 20 something years, got his first job. Um, he literally like, he walked into his first job and as he puts it, he made an ass out of himself and couldn't answer any of the questions right and anything like that. Um, and I guess there were about 30 other people that were interviewing for this job. And but his interview, he was a brand new guy out of school. And so his interview just went horribly wrong. Um, and the guy ended up telling him on the sp- he was one of three people hired that day. And he's like, and he's like, his, and, and literally the guy asked him, he's like, like, I guess a couple weeks later, a month or two later, he's like, why did you hire me? I was absolutely freaking horrible at it. Um, and the guy reached into the, the captain reached into his drawer and pulled out his Eagle Scout award and was like, mm. this is the reason I hired you because I know you're not going to give up. I know, you know, you might not have done good in the interview, but you, I know these are the skills that you have because you have to have it to do this and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I know I can trust you to show up for when I ask you to do things, things like that. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can do um, – there are certain schools that look highly on it. Uh, you know, when you're doing um, uh, applications for colleges, stuff like that, there's a ton of scholarships available for Eagle Scouts um, specifically. Um, yeah, it, it's – there's a lot to it, uh, and it's a lot of work, a lot of work. Um <laughs> And a lot of kids wait until they're almost 18 to finish it up and end up not finishing. Well, of course. I mean, it, it sounds like such a pain yeah. to get through everything. And, and just the amount of work you've, like like you were saying, the amount of work you got to do, the hours you got to put in. I mean, credit to everybody who's made it, not just there, but, I mean, they, you said that's the lifer is where you're yeah. at right now. Into the, the order of the arrow. I mean, all, it, that's it's fascinating. And it's amazing how much work has to go into each one of those. Yeah. And I could talk for an hour on the order of the arrow because there's a whole, like, there's so many parts of it. And it's, it's when I went through it, it was all secret. Like, it, was a, it wasn't, like, what you went through, the ordeal, you weren't allowed to talk about any of it. I can literally go online and search what is part of the order of the arrow ordeal <laughs> now, and they will tell you, you have to eat scant foods. Um, like, you have to... Uh, you're not allowed to talk yeah, or, you know, for X, it's not 24 hours, but it's a good chunk of, you know, 18, 20 hours, something like that. You're not allowed to, you know, communicate only when necessary is basically what it is. Um, and so, like, there's all these things you have to do over this weekend. You camp outside in the middle of the woods with your sleeping bag and a tarp um, so you don't get a tent. You just and you get shoved out in the middle of the woods. No one knows. And you I mean. I can't say no one knows where you are because I know where you are, but most people don't, you know, unless they know the camp really well, have no idea where they are or if there's anyone even close to them. Um, Cause it's not like they're grabbing people. Basically they start at the back of the line and work their way to the front of the line. And they're just grabbing people and placing them off to the sides of the, the trail that you're on. Um, so you don't realize until the person behind you disappears and then you disappear. And yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a cool um, thing. And I, I mean, some of my best friends to this day are still, you know, people that I met in scouts. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Jason, you know, a ton of them that were in scouts. Sure. with me. Well, I mean, it's a it's a bonding experience, right? And yeah. you, you grew up with those kids and and you guys maintain, maintain friendships for a long time. Yes. Absolutely. But, yeah, Drew no, you answered just all dumb, my questions. Drew looks just dumbfounded by this whole thing. Oh, I've, I've just been zoned. Zoned out 
for, yeah. for the last hour, I've been just taking it in. He's watching the Magic. I was just going to say, he's watching every... the Magic Celtics game right now. <laughs> the, the TV's behind me. <laughs> you can have it's it up on your screen. Off. You got huh? a computer in front of you. Oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, I need it on my TV. I fucking watch a game on a computer like a fucking idiot. Um, well, I mean, we can wrap it up. And uh, Drew, do you want to break the news as to what we're going to be talking about next week or next month for Jan or December? Sure. Are you, this one's going to be coming like out December first. You're scouted out. You've you've said. I mean, I can talk about it longer, but I don't. It's I've I'm covered a lot of things. And if there aren't any questions, I can <laughs> cover more of it later. I could go one by one by it through the ranks and tell you everything that has to be done. We've had we're in for some, some long very, episodes. We've had some very long episodes, but I would say, um, God bless you if you've made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are all the God bless ones because I did next gen and <laughs> yeah, Rick, do something like <laughs> like uh, uh, universally loved for your next one. <laughs> I'm doing Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, whoa. He is universally loved. <laughs> <laughs> not by you. <laughs> Let's do the next um, the, the Republican national debate. Here, there we go. That should that shouldn't cause any controversy. We'll go to a dispensary. Oh my god. <laughs> um. So Drew, what are we doing next month? So to um. Uh, so so this this chain of events started with the Nicolas Cage podcast. And uh, you said that inspired you to do the what was it, Luke Luke Besson, uh, Luke Besson? episode? Besson. All right. And your episode, having watched the um, what is it? Fuck, I forgot the movie already. I feel the one I couldn't. <laughs> the one I the one I deemed very inappropriate for people. Oh, to watch. Uh, the professional. The professional. Yes, inspired inspired me to do a uh, podcast called. Uh, we're going to title it. Uh, wow, that movie didn't age well. And <laughs> we're gonna pick we're gonna pick movies that we we are not gonna stop watching. We still like them, but they did not age well for whatever reasons. Okay, oh, I like I, I've got a couple of them. I I, I, have, I think I can pull a couple. One of my favorite movies. If they tried to make it now, just would not happen. So, is there um, is there one that we the three of us should watch to know that we're all uh, like one pivot point? And then all of it, we can go off on the other ones. All right. So, because much like what was the uh, what was the first movie you said about the championship divers that disowned oh, uh, it? The Big Blue. Yeah, much like that. The movie I would want to center it around because, like I said, it's one of my favorite movies. Is not available on streaming, and I don't want to make you guys have to like purchase it or anything. So, um, I don't know. Maybe like. Uh, it, it, you know what? American Pie seems like super inappropriate, but we all like it. Ugh, we could okay. all we could all watch that. Yeah. All right. Kind of gives a lot me of problems there. Just thinking about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of inappropriateness. To, but these uh, uh, the one when you pick movies, pick ones that you you still like, not ones that like ah, I can't watch that anymore. It's just like fucked up or whatever. There's there's one movie that I love. I do not know how it ever got made. And there's another movie that I love. There's not a chance they'll ever make it because of a scene that's that's just wildly inappropriate. 
So. The first one that I, came to my mind was the original RoboCop. Like, there are so many racist and, like, yeah. But is it a movie you still love and will continue to watch? Oh, I will absolutely watch RoboCop. I love okay, that movie. All right. Well, then, there you go. Throw it on your list. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll tell you mine. I have to watch White Christmas every year. And, oh, and, I love White not, Christmas. I, not White Christmas, sorry. Holiday Inn. Oh. I have okay. to watch White Christmas, but I have to watch Holiday Inn, too. And there's a scene. There's there's just mildly inappropriate stuff throughout the entire movie, but there's one scene where they celebrate Lincoln's birthday that is uh, all done in blackface, and it's it's very uncomfortable to watch. Um, and uh, there we are. Yeah. I'm yes. There's a couple of ones that are in blackface that yeah. My my favorite movie of all time, which will. You know, it'll be on my list. It's not the one I want to center it around, but uh, it'll be on my list. Uh, Back to the Future has several problems. Oh, mm. yes, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched yeah, Back I to the wait. Future the other day. I will never fun. stop watching that movie. It's my favorite movie, but there are several weird, creepy things going on in that movie. It, you, There's certain things you look at through a different lens, and you're like, yeah, time and place on this one, but I'm still going to watch it. Mm-hmm. All right, game on. I like it. Yep. Let's do it. We'll do it. Anything else we need to plug? Oh, there's dude. Like we uh, we still have to do our third quarter numbers, and we got. Oh, I haven't even looked at those. Oh, so what I was going to tell you guys at the beginning of the show, but I forgot to because I was so stoked about jumping into the scout stuff, was that um. <laughs> and we could tell that that you fuck you laugh up. that Rick just gave was was classic. <laughs> um, so uh, Daryl Hall put a restraining order on John Oates. What? Hall, the band Hall and Oates. Hall put a restraining order on Oates. Yeah, no, I. Why? I don't know. I did. The article didn't get into it. I was too dumbfounded by that. Aren't they both in like their seventies at this point? Yeah, they're at least a hundred each. Um, but I did hear that uh, Oates' official statement was, "I can't go for that." When uh, when he found out, <laughs> for God fuck's sake! It. <laughs> Can we end this thing <laughs> on that? Apparently, it's amid a confidential lawsuit. I can't go for that. God, Drew. <laughs> You, you I've had that in the holster the entire show. <laughs> you, I, I will give you all the credit in the world. You stayed silent through this whole podcast just to land the best joke of the entire episode. He does that. Like he's got that one thing lined up that you wanted to do. So, but yeah, I guess it was a confidential lawsuit that's between wow. the two of them. Um, only meant for private eyes. That was a missed opportunity, Rick. Was it? That was a Hall and Oates song. It's a lesser hit. <laughs> okay. I For our listening it. audience of two, oh. the two people in Germany that listen to our us. Two Germans. Uh, probably some rich girl. Oh, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, Rick, take us home. Oh, did you guys want to know the numbers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so we had all of 41 downloads for Luke Besson. Did we go backwards? Uh, yes, we had... Uh... Hold on, I'm... Nicholas Cage had it in the 80s. He did, yes. God bless. Y'all... I have an ant inside of my computer screen. What That's the weird. fuck? Like, it is behind my... It is, like... Okay, that's very strange. Uh, Hopefully it's not a man-eater. Nicholas Cage had 88. So would you consider that ant out of touch? (laughs) Would you like to plug your movie, Drew? (laughs) (laughs) Or even better, Jason, would you like to plug Drew's movie? (laughs) If you guys haven't seen this movie, Bill Black... The legends uh, of Bill Black. Um, you're missing out. Uh, you can go on any of your favorite streaming services, pick it up today. You can go purchase it on Amazon, like I did. Um, I believe it's all of three dollars. And um, Drew gets ten uh, percent of the proceeds or less um, <laughs> from his Amazon overlords. Um, since we, you know, this will drop what November thirtieth. We're entering the holiday season, and um, I did not get to have a Black Friday sale on my movie. Uh, but I will, I'll tell you this. Anyone who goes to Tubi between now and uh, whenever Tubi throws it off there, uh, I will let you watch it for free. That's that's very generous. Ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen, you get to watch a piece of cinematic history today on Tubi for free. Strange Luck, the tale of Bill Black. Strange Luck, that's it. He was that's not a Boy one. Scout. No. But he was in the military. But he he was in Vietnam. 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 <laughs> and uh, he was a filmmaker. He was a comic artist. I uh, I got I've gotten three people I think I work with now to watch this movie uh, within the last couple of weeks. I don't know how. Can you get numbers from Tubi to see I how wish boy- I could. God damn Tubi. Or Amazon, none of the. It's on like six platforms, and I can't get any kind of like statistics on any of them. Bitch. Ass. All right, let's see if we can't find this. I would venture to say more people are listening to the Nicolas Cage episode of Nerd It All before than watching <laughs> Strange Luck: The Tale of Bill Black. So, um, <laughs> your most successful project to date is the the very painful. Uh, two and a half page. <laughs> okay. I went two hours into that. All right. It's impressive. And it paid off. Like I took a swing. I took a risk and it paid off. You did. With 80 people, including two Germans. Did you do, did you direct a movie called Bollywood and Vine? I did not direct that movie. I was a production assistant on that movie. Okay. A gentleman named Edward Jordan directed it. And, uh, that movie is just a different type of movie. Um, funny you should ask. Is there a way? Is there any place I could watch that? You can go on YouTube and watch. Funny you should ask. And funny amazing... you should ask if you can see that. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> and the amazing colossal woman, same thing. That would be a Bill Black production that I was in, and yeah, you would have to go to Nightvale Media and purchase a copy of. Nightvale Media is he part of Nightvale? His company's Nightvale Media. Oh, all right. 
named after a character in one of his comics. Did he do Welcome to Nightville? No. Okay. All right. Funny you should ask. All right. All right. I'm good. And I just sent you a link to the Drew Mac story so you can learn all about Drew. Which, uh, the mockumentary? Yes. I don't even remember what I titled it. The Rise and Fall of Drew Mac? Yes, something like that. My dad is in it. Oh, my God. Okay. I have some homework to do. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get out of here. We'll uh, we'll get this up and so people can listen to it, maybe. All 10 people who might be interested. Should I, po- should I post it into one of my Boy Scout groups that I'm in on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. So, peace out. Maybe. Goodbye. Sure. Goodbye. Happy, happy holidays. Holiday seasons. Happy Bill seasons Black greetings. Friday. Don't choke on your Christmas turkey. Christmas ham. Christmas... Christmas Prime rib, Christmas lasagna. Goat? We do lasagna Same. for Christmas, so. No. No? No. No? No. Christmas is a turkey holiday. It's a turkey or ham holiday. Yeah. Lasagna. It's the lasagna. No. It's delicious. Just stop. No. <laughs> Just stop. No. 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 <laughs> Unless it's a turkey and ham lasagna, it was a tri- it, it, that is a tradition that was gained through marriage and it has kept on since then. Stuff a turkey with lasagna. Ew, that just sounds disgusting. Ew. No, it's, and please, do you like lasagna? Yes. Do you like turkey? Occasionally. Well, there you go. How can it be bad? Too do you like chocolate and tuna fish separately or together? You're still gonna <laughs> like it. Two one eight four films. <laughs>